the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. He says, Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Ask and it will be given you. So as we have asked, it is given you. Amen. Say, I have asked, I have received. They say, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Then he said, for everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, it will be he open. Are you with me here? Jeremiah 33 verse 3 he said, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. (laughs) How does God answer our prayers? Most of the time we look at receiving stuff but you see, sometimes we have to open our eyes to seeing stuff. He shows you things. He shows you opportunities. He shows you people. He shows you what you can do to change your circumstance. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. One of these, maybe in this prayer series, I will teach you how to know when God has answered prayer. How to know when God has answered prayer and how God answers prayer. Some of the things God uses to answer prayer. Call unto me, I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things which you not know. I mean, the promise is clear. In Matthew and Jeremiah, the fact is that God is interested in my prayer. Somebody say, God is interested in my prayer. He's he's super interested in your prayer. In fact, in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 verse 8, he said the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to God. Good, I like that. The King James says the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to God. But the prayer of the righteous is his delight. The New Living Translation said the Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked. But he delights. Somebody say he delights. Do you know what it means to be delighted? He's excited. When you lift up your voice, God gets excited. He says, wow, my daughter is on the line. My child is on the line. God gets excited about your prayer. Can you understand what I'm saying? I mean, people have all kinds of weird views about God. They feel that God is just sitting down there waiting. I picked a gentleman today, Uba, who was uh, bringing me to church this evening. And I was speaking to him. And the perspective he gave was, I'm just trusting God for his, uh, the salvation of his soul. The perspective he gave was awesome. <laughs> Bible says the sacrifice of the weak is an abomination. God delights in the prayers of the righteous. When the righteous prays, God is excited. So in James, he says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It brings power. It brings changes. Your prayer will bring changes to you. Your prayer will bring changes to others. Shout, my prayer is effecting changes. All right, so in May and in March, we looked at 
Praying with resource. Somebody say praying with resource. How many of us want to have resource in prayer? You see, the whole essence of prayer is to have resource. Prayer was designed for resource. God said, call unto me and I will answer. That's what he said. He didn't say call unto me and I will say, hold on. Call unto me and I will answer. And I will show you. Ask and you shall receive. So prayer is designed for resource. And when we say you are praying with results, we are simply saying you are praying with answers. You are getting responses from God. And from this month, you get responses from God. You will get responses from God. Now, Romans gives us an insight into how we can pray to get results from God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 to 27, he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. We have some weaknesses. For we do not know, and this weakness we are talking about was not weakness related to sin or sickness in your body. It's weakness in prayer. There's a certain weakness that sometimes we all encounter in prayer. Sometimes you always don't have the desire to pray. It's not always that you have the desire to pray. How many of you have been there before? Sometimes it can be a whole week and you don't really have the desire to pray. There's nothing wrong with you. It's a weakness in prayer. I was with medical school last week and I was telling them that prayer works in two ways. Prayer is a delight and prayer is a duty. Prayer is a ministry and prayer is worship and prayer is work. So when you feel like praying, you pray. When you don't feel like praying, you pray. Are you with me here? You don't pray because you feel like. No. You pray because you must pray. You don't go to work because you feel like. You go to work because you must go to work. There are times when you are going to work, you feel like you are excited about work. Why? Because probably it's a day where you are going to receive your bonus. There's a certain bonus. The end of the year is coming and you are, that day is an exciting day. Payday is always a day of joy. <laughs> How many of you agree with that? When that time of the month is drawing near, your attitude, everything changes. Because you know it's getting closer. So there are times you feel like, but most times you don't feel like and in recent times where it's been raining sometimes early morning and it's raining I know some of you have not been feeling like going to work at all but you still have to go are you with me here you still have to go you still have to go because your boss is waiting to mark you and you see God is not waiting to mark you he's excitedly waiting to hear your voice it's not like he's waiting to mark you up you missed today no 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 he's excitedly waiting to hear your voice may he hear your voice at all times I said, may God hear your voice at all times. He said, likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness, for we do not know what we ought to pray for, what we should pray for, what we should pray for, what we should pray for, as we ought to, but the Spirit himself. I told you, but, 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 but. And in this month, the series will start on Sunday. We'll be working with a number of those issues. But, but. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. Now look at this. Now he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Somebody say according to the will of God. Say according to the will of God. Alright, so he says, go to verse 26. For we do not know what we ought to pray for. The focus is what we ought to pray for. Say it. What we ought to pray for. Say it again. What we ought to pray for. Uh So it means that in prayer there is what to pray. There is what to pray. Some people have told me, oh pastor, 
You see, that's why I'm taking time to show you. Somebody say, Pastor, tell your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are some things when you are saying in prayer, it's chaff. It's a waste of time, waste of energy, and waste of everything. There is what you say in prayer. There is what? There is what to pray. There are all kinds of things people are doing and they are, it's actually not prayer. It's just a divination. That's what people are doing. And it has entered the church. Omusai. And now Omu El Kanchi or something. They say, they are in making invocations, not praying. Are you with me here? Yeah. There is a way to pray. If you are a Christian, there is a way to pray. There is what to pray. What do we pray for? Seven scriptural things and people we must pray for. There are scriptural things that people we are instructed to pray for. Number one is our personal needs. Somebody say our personal needs. Say my personal needs. Yeah. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Somebody say God is interested in my desires. God is interested in my needs. When I talk to him about them, he answers me. And so in this man by faith, make that confession. So in this man by faith, I declare, I have asked, I have believed, and so I receive. I declare the manifestation is coming into action. In Jesus' precious name. That's it. That's it. Whatsoever you desire when you pray. So you pray about your personal desires. That's why when we are praying, we give you the personal prayer supplication to know you can be specific with what you need. And sometimes when we come to supplication, personal supplication, and some people are too general. So you don't, you don't know, God bless me this month. What is God bless me this month? <laughs> bless me this month. What should he bless you with? So that when it comes, I mean, I like it when Hannah went to God and said, for this child I prayed. For this child I prayed. Specific. Jesus, a blind man came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy, have mercy. Jesus said, shut up. All this have mercy, have mercy. What do you want? Tell me. What? Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. What do you know? I'm already eternally merciful. What exactly do you want? And the man shocked, I was shocked by that. He said that I may receive my sight. So the man was blind, and Jesus could see he was blind. But he still told him, be clear. Because God does not want to share his glory with anyone. By the time the answer comes, you will know that this is God. It's not a human being, it's not my boss. This is God, because this is what I prayed for. Am I communicating to somebody? So you have to be specific. So your personal needs. And that is why when it comes to writing, it helps you. Because before you write, you think about what you are going to write. And it helps you to narrow it down specifically, to deem it right. Number two is, for all men, we must pray for all men. Somebody say, pray for all men. Say, I pray for all men. So when we say we should pray, what are we to pray for? For all men. Look at First Timothy 2, verse 1 to 4. Therefore, I exhort that first of all, supplications. Somebody say, supplications. supplications. Prayers. Intercessions, Intercessions and giving of what? Time. Giving of what? Time. 
Please say it. Given of what? Be made for. Be made for. Be made for. Go back to verse 1. Be made for. Be made for. So look at this. He's going to talk about a number. He's talked about three things there. One, supplications. Number two, prayers. Number three, intercessions. Number four, giving of thanks. And then he says it should be done for some, some, some group of people. First, he starts with all men. Somebody say all men. So apart from your personal needs, you pray for all men. Number two, he says, pray for kings. Somebody say for kings. For kings and all who are in authority. So you have to pray for kings. You pray for anybody who is in any leadership position. If you are a married woman, your husband is your first king. Pray for him. And if you pray for him, all that confusion will soon go away. You don't pray for your husband and you are complaining every time. How do you want that confusion to go away? Spend time on your knees praying for the man. It's very hard to criticize people whom we pray for. When you don't pray for people, it's easier to see their faults. But when you pray for them, you know that by the prayer you are making for them, God will help them through their weaknesses and their faults. Am I communicating somebody at all? For kings and for all who are in authority, we pray for the president, we pray for parliamentarians, we pray for two for we pray for leaders in every capacity. If you work, your boss is somebody you should be praying for every day. Do you hear what I'm saying? Pray for your boss. You don't pray for your boss. You are looking for promotion and increase in salary. Pray for your boss. Pray for your boss. What bosses go through to make sure a business is working? At the end of a month, you just collect your salary and you go, you don't know how things are running. You don't know the deficit they are dealing with. You don't know the contemplations that are going on. We are considering laying some people off and they are concerned about their families. If they lay them off, what will happen to their families? All of that, and so they have to absorb it. Pray for them. You pray for your spouse. You pray for anybody in positions of authority. You pray for them. You pray for your leaders in church. Pray for your pastor. And then, number four, pray for members in your local church. Somebody say pray for members in your local church. I said number one, you pray for your own personal needs. Number two, you pray for all all men. All men means all men. People everywhere. You pray. Ukraine. There are men in Ukraine. Women in Ukraine. Men in Russia, women in Russia, pray for all men. And by the way, when I say pray for all men, I'm not saying pray for men as the sex men. No. Pray for all people. That's what it means. So somebody say pray for all people. people. Then you have to pray for members in your local church. Ask your neighbor, do you pray for me? Please send to your neighbor and say, do you pray for me? Look at their face. Ask them, okay, okay, have you ever prayed for me? Yeah. Yeah. And if the person is a is the type who has a certain cantankerous character you don't like, then you should know that it's your lack of prayer for the person is the reason for their way some wayness that you don't like. Turn to your neighbor and say, The reason why I am some way for you is because you don't pray for me. If you start praying for me. I'll be the kind of person you want. Praise the Lord. So you pray for all men. Pray for members in your look. Look at James. James chapter 5, verse 16. He said, Confess your faults one to another. Confess your faults one to another. 
Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Okay? Look at Epiphras. Epiphras was very good at this. J, uh, uh, Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12. He said, Epiphras, a member of your own fellowship and a servant of Christ Jesus sends you his greetings. He always, somebody say he always. He always. So this is Epiphras, a member of your own fellowship. He's a member. So it could be any of you, Esther. It could be Lydia. It could be Nanaya. Any of you. It could be Nanecha. It could be any of you. So next time when they are writing, may your name be there. Epiphras was singled out because that was what he was doing. Praying for you. He always prays earnestly for you. Asking God to make you strong. I mean, have you been asking God to make people strong? Asking God to make you strong. Some of you, the only time you pray for members in this church is when you come and we are making intercessions. That's the only time in your own personal prayer time you hardly pray for anybody in this church. You see, a lot of people have accepted Christ, but they don't know how to live the Christian life. They don't even know what the Christian life is about to live it. That's why I'm obsessed with teaching. Because, you see, you need to know Christ and be able to serve Christ. But to be able to do that, you have to know him from the scriptures. Yeah. There are many things I can do in ministry. But my foremost passion is to see people established and matured and are able to do things on their own for the Lord. That's, that's, that's it. My, that's my greater job. Make Asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident as a series I'm preparing. Things, and I'm saying things because I've not got into the point where I'll be very specific the number I'll be using. But things every believer must be able to do. There are things every Christian must be able to do. Every Christian, you should be able to do it. And some of the things, when I begin to share them with you, you'll be shocked. Because all of your life, you have been thinking that it's pastors who do that. It's leaders who do that. But they are basic things Christians should be able to do. Remember of you asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. May we follow the whole will of God. May we follow the whole will of God in the mighty name of Jesus. So when you see that a member in the church is challenged in a way, they are going through a challenge in the marriage, instead of picking it up and gossiping about it, you pick it up and secretly you are making intercession for them. Lord, what I heard, I don't want to hear anything more. There are some of you, when you hear something, oh, sir, now it is a, then later on you go back. Uh, have you heard anything again? Because, you see, it's, it's, it's not that you are looking for, this. you are looking for the information to go and gossip with it. Yeah. Somebody is presenting the matter as soon as it starts. Once you know where it's going, tell, listen, sister, this is a, a very serious issue. You know, our responsibility to our brother, let's bear them up in prayer. Let's begin to pray for them. That's all. And if you are praying for them, you will be watching out for the manifestation of the solution. So you will not go and ask, how are things going? But with time, you will see the solution happening. Am I complicating? People who sometimes do not need certain details, but they ask for it. They ask for it to gossip. That's all. They ask for it to gossip. Pray for members. Pray. Hear that somebody has fallen into temptation. Hey, what's up, you? What's up, you? You see, you see that's a wrong spirit of fellowship. Is what? It's a wrong spirit of fellowship. That's not how you stay in church. It's a wrong spirit of fellowship. Because according to Galatians chapter 6, let's see Galatians chapter 6. Let me show you something there. 
Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Galatians 6 verse 1. He said, brothers, if anyone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual, that is, you who are responsive to the guidance of the spirit, are to gossip about such a person. Are to insult the person. Are to condemn the person. You are to do what? Restore such a person in the spirit of gentleness. Not with a sense of superiority or self-righteousness. Keep a watchful eye on yourself so that you are not tempted as well. That's it. So what scripture is saying is that anytime you hear that a brother is falling into something, a pastor is listening, you just begin to pray for them. Whatever you can do to help them. And one of the things we can always do to help people who are going through temptation is to pray for them. Is what? Pray for them. Jesus said, Peter, Satan is looking for you that he may sift you, but I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. Pray for people. I call it Nisuba who was the son. You see, that's not it. That's not your responsibility. After all, are you the Holy Spirit to change people? Pray for the person. You have never prayed for the person. And yet you have shared the story with so many people. And you say you're a Christian. What kind of Christian is that? Ask your neighbor, what kind of Christian is that? Number five, pray for all believers around the world. Somebody say, pray for all believers around the world. Uh-huh. The Bible says, we do not know what we ought to pray as we ought to. So what are we to pray for? We pray for all believers around the world. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Be what? Please, be what? Say it with faith. Be what? In what? Your prayers for all believers everywhere. So we pray for all believers in Kumasi. That they will all stand. Pray for all believers in Ghana. All believers in Accra. All believers in the nation. All believers in Africa. All believers around the world. Because believers are going through challenges and persecutions you have no idea of. And when we pray, that's why yesterday we are praying for people who are challenged. And if you are not spiritual, you will be asking, oh, Look at the topic they are dealing with. You see, it's because it's because you are not spiritual. Yeah, it's because you are not spiritual. <laughs> pray for all believers around the world. Number six, pray for your spiritual leaders. Somebody say, pray for your spiritual leaders. Pray for your spiritual. Pray for your spiritual. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 18. Pray for us. Paul was asking. Pray for us for our conscience is clear. And we want to live honorably in everything we do. Somebody say we want to live honorably. We want to live honorably. Have you seen that when pastors and leaders fall into any challenge, people are quick to talk about them? As if they just want to mess up or misbehave. This boy is saying, he said if you don't pray for us, we want to live honorably. But there are challenges along the way. Challenges along the way. Listen, ministry work is the most laborious and tasking work on the planet. There is no work that tasks a man as much as the work of the ministry. Every part of your being is involved. Every part of your being. Sometimes we just go to work with our minds and you come home. Your emotions, your spirit, every part must be engaged. And that is super tasking. Look at Apostle Paul. When some people anoint him and he started talking and the things he said there are not things that are palatable. And that is how practically any serious minister and church leader, those are the things they go through. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 28. Let's see that quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 28. 
2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22 to 28. Give me the New Living Translation, please. He said, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Now, he says, are they servants of Christ? In other words, are they ministers? Are they leaders? So am I. He said, I know I sound like a madman because he didn't want to say it. You know, sometimes pastors can speak hard and hot. He said, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder. Ministry work is what? Hard work. I've worked harder. There are people who are in church, you never, the whole week, you never said a prayer for me. Never said a prayer for any of the pastors here. And you come here, and when you come, you are expecting a miracle. You won't get a miracle. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. And when something goes wrong, they are also quick. Usually, the people don't pray for us. Theophilus, they are the people who crucify us quick. When something happens, oh, yes, I call with Mr. Spettino. I'm suspecting. Why won't you suspect me? Because you are not praying for me. He said, I've worked harder. He said, I've been in prison more often, have been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. He said, five different times the Jewish leaders gave 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. Verse 26, I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. And I like this. I have faced danger in cities, in the desert, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. Danger. that people can be in church, and then when they start a certain rumor, it can create trouble. Challenge the pastor. There are people who claim. He said, they claim to be believers or not. I've worked hard, long, and during many sleepless nights. Many of you don't know. You just come to church, it's fine. And you think that, oh, it's not just uh, there are people who are working themselves dead to make things happen. I have been hungry and thirsty. And I've gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Verse 28, he said, Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of the concern for all the churches. Yeah, as an apostle. And that is what I deal with. Sometimes you'll be there and they will bring you this budget. Then they will bring this budget. They will bring that budget. And by the time you see that budget, you don't know where you are. Listen, you don't cry on your day. Yeah, because you are surrounded with many things that need to be taken care of. And yet, when you come to church, you also have to come and preach with excitement and joy. And yet, you are in the church and you are gossiping about the pastor. You are not praying for the pastor. You are not standing with the pastor. You simply don't understand your role as a Christian. So you pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastors. And then, of course, that's number six, right? And then the giant one is pray for your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Yeah, pray for your enemies. Say, embassy of life. It's a New Testament church. Here, we pray for our enemies. We don't pray against our enemies. Yeah, praying against your enemies is not in the Bible. It's not a New Testament practice. And most of the time, when we even talk about enemies, we don't know who is our enemy. And sometimes the enemies we are even praying against, Minister Lord, they are enemies we are foolishly made. They are enemies we are foolishly made. People who really love us, 
But because we are not seeing things from the way they are presenting it, we have turned them to be enemies. My boss doesn't like me. It's not that your boss doesn't like you. Your boss is your potential and he sees that you can do so much and yet you are doing so little. And he wants to challenge you to go beyond mediocrity and average to be able to do something excellent with your life. He says he doesn't like you. Africans, once you challenge them a little, you don't like them. Pastor doesn't like me, the way he spoke to me. So sensitive because we don't want to. One of the things I don't like is uh, acknowledgement and titles. I don't like them at all. I don't like them at all because people call you and give you an award and the marking scheme they are using, you don't even know. The standard. Oh, Charlie, this guy is the best preacher. What is the standard? The marking scheme, you don't know. When an average person marks you excellent and you think you are excellent, you are carrying down. An average person has given you excellent and you are taking it across. Am I communicating here? Because most of the time, when people are giving you an award, they are comparing you with somebody else. They look at you, compare you with somebody else, and they look at you and compare. When they compare and they see where you are, they feel that you are ahead. But listen, if you are looking for proper award, it's not in comparison with others. It's comparison with what you know God expects you to do and what you have done. That is what really shows whether you are doing well or not. That's why real success cannot be compared. Real success is individual base. You can't compare it. What does God want me to do? If you do it, and how far have you gone in doing it? And that's success. Success is not running another man's race and comparing yourself. So, in the book of 1 Corinthians, he said they're comparing themselves. Oh, I or two shops, maybe or three shops into my head. Who told you? God wants you to have shops in all the 16 regions of Ghana. Utikumasiye do small shop. Say, I'm ahead. Local champion. When you don't want to challenge yourself to do something bigger. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, you started life together. But then you started life together. And they say, me na messi me die. But three cars. And I'm okay. You see? Your view of life is so shallow. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Somebody say, pray for your enemies. Say, pray for your enemies. Yeah. Pray for them. That's what Jesus said. Let me close with that. Pray for your enemies. Matthew 5 verse, you have heard. Somebody say you have heard. It was said, you love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus was quoting the Old Testament. That was what was said in the Old Testament. So please hear. Tit for tat is not Christian thing. It's the Old Testament thing. He said you have heard. He was referring to the Old Testament. You have heard. Love those who love you and hate those who hate you. But I say unto you. Somebody say, I say unto you. Uh So, what Jesus says unto you, and you put to work, is what makes you a Christian. You are a Christian. You bear his name. So, you do what he says. I say unto you, the Lord came to you through Moses, but grace and truth came through me. He came to fulfill the law. He's the fullness of it. The message in the Bible is Christ. So, if Christ speaks, it's final. When Christ speaks, it's what? It's final. Whatever David said, whatever Moses said, if it is not in agreement with what Christ said, forget it. I say unto you, love your, love your, hey, love your, love your, love your enemies. Love them. Love them. Bless those who curse you. Uh You see, when Jesus gives you instruction, this commands, eh, the moment you receive these instructions, you will know why you need the grace of God. So when you are able to do it, you don't go bragging. No. 
You will know why you need the grace of God. Because it is not natural to love your enemies. There are those who pretend they love you. But them behind they, them behind them susu upon you. They susu upon you. <laughs> is that someone hates you, pretend they love you now. But them behind them susu upon you. Susu upon. That's part one. <laughs> they are, susu upon means they are planning to eliminate you. But you see, my is not to leave God and go and focus on those who are planning to eliminate me. No. Because I know no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises, I know. I know. So it's not for me to go and deal with the weapon. It's said, I believe it. No weapon. He said, love them. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate. Those who hate. Those who hate. And then pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I think I did it the first time I did it in the midweek. Eh? Yeah, I would do it on Sunday. I would do it on Sunday morning. Some of you, what you need, if you converted the energy you are using to pray against your enemies for other things, you go foul. You are misusing energy. You are wasting energy. Have you been blessed? Let's stand on our feet and thank God and give him praise. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no,